Today on the Scott Thompson Show on 900 CHML. Let's bring in Dr. Elizabeth Richardson, Medical Officer of Health for the City of Hamilton. She is with us now. Doctor, thank you for the time. I hope you're doing well. I am, Scott. Hope you're doing well, too. Thank you so much. Uh, your thoughts that as of this Friday we move into Stage 2. Are we ready? Yeah, it, it's time. It's time to move into Stage 2. We've seen some real progress. I mean, the, the things that people have done here in order to control this virus, the efforts by all Hamiltonians and all across Ontario to control this virus, to follow public health guidance, they've just been tremendous. And we see that with the decreasing rates of, of cases that we have. We're down to having at most four to five cases per day over the last week to 10 days. That's down from about 10 to 15 for the week or so before that. So really continuing to see substantial declines in the number of cases. And of course, we have no outbreaks, which is fantastic news for the last week. And so it really is time to get back. We know that health is so is determined by so much more than just COVID-19, but by our economy, our jobs, all of those sorts of things, our mental health with connection. And so our social circles are good news. And so it's time to move forward. But still remember, we're dealing in a world with COVID-19 and, and the measures we need to take. Last week in the city, we were talking about uh, numbers, specifically those 20 and under, and we had seen a spike in those. And that was that was obviously concerning. Your thoughts on that? Yeah, it was concerning. You know, we we did see that increase. It lasted for, you know, a good couple of weeks in terms of uh, the cases amongst that age group it's now the numbers are now down um and we saw several reasons behind it you know there were um definitely that age group they tend to live together with roommates have large number of people in the house and uh, we saw it and spreading amongst the houses and this is a virus that loves to spread in situations where people are living closely together that's where it spreads the most um, but also the, in commuting and carpooling, um, doing some social activities and trying to maintain physical distance, but you know not being able to follow all of the, the control measures that are out there. And so the the hand washing, the uh, use of masks, what we call situational masking. I know your previous caller was just talking about that, um, and, and making sure we're staying at home if we're sick. Those are all important pieces of guidance that we need to follow and. It is a, it's, um, you know, I would say it's, it's a warning for all of us that if we let our guard down, um, we could end up with that spread increasing. And so as we go forward with this, we do need to be very mindful of measures and, and make sure we can keep moving forward. And again, as we do, uh, as we do come down the backside of this curve and things start opening up, people do get a lot more optimistic. You can certainly see more people out and about. The roads are starting to uh, get busy again. But how imperative is it that we keep these precautions? We keep selling the hand washing, keep selling the masks if you can't keep the two meter distance. It is absolutely imperative. We've seen in situations in other countries where we, they've had increases in when they've gone too quickly. Um, for example, in South Korea, they opened up the nightclubs, and that's a situation where you've got lots of people end up close together. They're raising their voices to sing or to talk over music, and those are the kinds of circumstances where you get increased spread. So we need to pay attention to all those things that can help keep the risk low. It's summertime, which is fabulous because then we can be outside. There's greater ventilation. The sunlight does kill the virus. Um, you know, but continuing to do the, the physical distancing, maintaining to our social circles so that we can let down our guard with a few close people, um, staying home if you're sick, all those things will continue to be critical. And it has to be a new way that we live rather than thinking that we're going to get past this to something else. It really does need to stay with us 
um, really become part of what we do every day. Are we really going to learn anything about a second wave doctor until we're actually in it? I mean, can we, you know, I was mentioning with our last guest, we're doing so well now. Does that mean the second wave will be lighter? But we really don't know what the fall will bring, do we? No, we don't know. And we continue to learn from other countries and their experience. And some of them have had great experience. You look at New Zealand and what they've managed to do, um, what we see in, in South Korea, what we see in other parts of the world. And, and we're trying to emulate that. You know, a lot of the work the provincial government done, has done in developing apps that can help with contact tracing. They've, you know, we're working very hard at getting uh, cases contacted within 24 hours as well as their contacts. We really, you know, want to see people getting tested within 24 hours of onset of symptoms. So there is so much that's going on as part of the spread that we really, again, want to prevent a second wave. And we'll continue to learn from others. But we do wonder, as influenza comes into play, what will that mean for us? Um, You know, as people either, we can't tell influenza from coronavirus at the beginning, but the measures are very simple, are very similar, I should say. But then also, is there anything that would happen if we have both of those things going on together? So we'll continue to learn and watch, and and, um, in many ways, we'll know uh, when we get there. Okay, so now Hamilton entering Stage 2 as of this Friday. Um, Is it just common sense to expect a spike in a couple of weeks? There's always that 14-day window there. Well, there is, uh, of course, that 14-day window, and as the the minister has pointed out in the past, as a province, we have seen some of those spikes. Uh, we've been fortunate here in Hamilton not to really see spikes that relate to spe- specific events. It has, you know, as we saw with this one amongst the uh, the 20-year-olds, there's been some that seem to be due to letting down of the guard or that sort of thing. Um, but really, I'm quite optimistic. You know, we've been in training for this for the last three or four months. We are able to go out and do things outside and do things in safer ways. And, and I'm just so pleased with how the province has responded as a whole, our Hamiltonians in particular to this, that um, just want them to keep being mindful of it, keep our businesses being mindful of it as, of it as we go forward. And uh, I'm really hoping we don't see a spike. All right. So Hamilton heading into the second stage as of this Friday. What advice do you have for Hamiltonians at this time? Because, again, we're into week number 14 of this. Uh, from a physical health standpoint, we seem uh, to, to be uh, to be surviving this. What about the mental health aspect of this as we get towards the bottom of the curve? Well, the mental health aspect is is absolutely crucial. We aren't as humans meant to be physically distanced from those that we love. We aren't meant to be, you know, inside all the time and not seeing other people. And so that's why going forward, being able to carry out some activities and get outside is very important to be physically active is huge for our mental health as well. But now being able to go forward with our social circles and start to get back to that human contact with a small group of people. And so I think that's the piece is realizing that we need to go forward incrementally. We aren't going forward and just letting down the guard, but rather how can we add some things as we go that will really help us, help us feel healthier, help us connect to those that we're closest to. But let's take it a step at a time and uh, and uh, make sure that we stay safe as we go forward. And again, this is going to continue at least until, well, through the summer into the fall, isn't it? You know, the timeline we've been talking about is generally a sort of an 18 to 24 month timeline, looking at when we might expect a vaccine or another treatment to be developed for it. So we're generally planning over 
that kind of time frame and knowing that as we come back indoors um, in the winter, as we see other viruses uh, come back as they do cyclically, that we may have a second wave related to those things. And so that's what we want to watch for um, and make sure that we're we're thoughtful about those, monitoring for them. But regardless of, of time, just continuing to move forward, respect those those physical distancing measures, respect the things that have kept us safe so far. Dr. Elizabeth Richardson has been with us, Medical Officer of Health for the City of Hamilton. Uh, doctor, just pass along to any of those that you see that are working so hard, uh, whether it's in your office or right down to the personal uh, support worker. Thank you so much from everybody in the city for working so hard to try to keep us safe. We appreciate that. Absolutely. Thanks, Scott. The Scott Thompson Show, weekdays from noon to 3 on 900 CHML.